This is BPN Radio, your 24-hour Internet prayer station with Dale Gentry and friends. Calling America to pray. A member of the Breakout Prayer Network. Let's pray, America. It's time now for the Warriors Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves here on BPN Radio. Second Chronicles 23.6 says, And all the people shall keep the watch of the Lord. Now, here's your host for the Warriors Watch, my friend, Callie Hargraves. With Karen Edwards and Callie Hargraves, I'm interviewing uh, Karen Edwards today on the subject of forgiveness. And like I said a little bit earlier, um, when I thought about forgiveness, Karen was the first person that came to my mind. We've been friends for a long time. We're sisters in the Lord. And We've walked through things together, and I've seen her really walk this principle out. And I thought, I want Karen on here to talk about what she's learned and how she's learned it. And one of the first questions I want to ask you, Karen, is, and let's go back to this. And so if you were with us a while ago, you may hear something you heard again, but it won't, it won't, it won't hurt you. Um, talk to us about the concept when you first realized and understood the concept of forgiveness and how it impacts our Christian life. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Hey, everybody, I'm glad to be back. I actually, when we were recording a few minutes ago, we lost it. And, um, you know, I said that I really and truly believe that this is a timely message. I mean, when Callie called me and asked me to to do this about forgiveness, I thought, my goodness, it was just a couple of weeks ago that God had shown me an image in my journal um, about forgiveness. Actually, he showed me an image of a key. I love to, when Holy Spirit talks to me, I love to journal it, to just write things down. I love to hear what God has to say and ask him what he has to say about it. And, and I wrote down a key. And, you know, as Christians, we all, you think about a key. We could, I could have gone so many directions in my own logic or my own um, knowledge of the Bible and written down what I thought he was saying. But I just got real quiet. And I asked God, like, what is the key about and immediately he said um, a few things. He forgave me, right? So I just wrote, you forgave us. And then he said, forgiveness unlocks hearts. Wow. And frees us. And I know that's simple. I mean, when we talk about scripture and what, what the, the Bible says about forgiveness, I know this is simple, but I thought he's telling me this for a reason right now in my life. And possibly for others, you know? And so I just got real quiet and I said, Holy Spirit, just tell me more. Why are you talking to me about forgiveness right now? And so I just want to read some bullet points, Callie, and maybe we can just flow with some of that. I know we have some things we want to talk about, but they're not in any order. And they seem, you know, like things you could have read in any book about forgiveness. But I really believe right now that God, God's giving us an age old message (laughs) that he wants us to talk about today because as Christians, as Christians, we need um, to be walking in the fullness of God's grace. We need to be walking in the fullness of God's mercy. We need to be walking in the fullness of the cross and the blood of the cross and what Jesus did when he, you know, came down to earth and poured out his blood for the forgiveness of sin. You know, um, God loved us so much that he came to earth to do that. And But as Christians, if we walk out a life of just going to church and studying the Bible, those are things that are good, valuable, and important. But we also want to walk out a life of power and of authority and of understanding the schemes of what the enemy does with unforgiveness versus what Jesus can do in our hearts and unlock hearts and free us when we follow his way of sure. forgiveness. Um, like I said, some of these things are going to seem really simple, but I believe that right now in a world that we're living in right now, we look at everything that's happening. We don't need um, Christians as Christians walking out of fear right now of what's happening in the world. We need to be as Christians walking in power and authority to show the world Christ's love. And, and we can't do that unless we walk in love and we walk in forgiveness. So I'm um, just having to say that first. So here's a couple of simple things that are so powerful and beautiful. And they're straight from what I heard the Lord say that I believe he wants us to, to think about today. Forgiveness disarms the enemy. 
right? We just talked about that and he tears down strongholds. So the things that the enemy holds against us um, and uses to keep us in bondage. Forgiveness is the key that tears that down. Forgiveness, um, this one just makes me smile every time because I think about um, Jesus in us and we were made in God's image, you know, and it says forgiveness connects us to our true nature. Yes. Our true nature, we're made in God's image and Jesus always forgave. He walked the earth and just showed us time and time again, uh, taught us time and time again and then lived it out right on the cross. Our true nature connects us to, to our true nature. Forgiveness blankets our mind in peace. You know, he's the prince of peace. And so if our mind is not peaceful, there's something going on there that we need to be free from. Forgiveness ministers love to those who need it most. And so while forgiveness frees us, I think it's really important that God wants us right now to be really focusing also on the the needs of those that we're forgiving. Right. He loves them too. And they, they need Jesus more than anyone if they're acting in ways that are hurting and causing causing pain and all of the things that happen when we're walking in an area that we need to forgive someone in. Forgiveness is obedience to God. I mean, scripture says that we should obey. And so we can talk about that if we look at some scriptures with that, but it's, it is Jesus in us released by choice. So if we have Jesus in us and we, and we just hold on to all that and we don't choose to release his love to others, we have to choose to do that. I mean, he's not going to do it for us. And so I think that one is really beautiful too. And then, of course, the last bullet point that God, Jesus gave me, the Holy Spirit gave me, was forgiveness is power. And that's what we really need for, as Christians right now. And not just so that we have a next level living life, which is all guaranteed when we're free sure. and, and we are walking out but it's because he loved the world so much and so I do have a real passion to share the love of Christ and to love his children as he did um, but also a passion for people to be free and um, because when you when 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 forgiveness unlocks and is the key to that freedom remember he said up front you know I forgave you forgiveness unlocks hearts and it frees us I, w- I really have a passion for that um it's going to be a great day. I hope the internet stays on because I think I already believe that there's such a, something's happening already in hearts. Many times, Karen, um, when I'm dealing with people that have been in church their whole life, you know, it's, it's really easy for me to understand uh, when pe- secular people that don't know God or have not surrendered their life to the Lord walk in unforgiveness. They've been hurt. They don't know how to process it. You know, they don't understand the concept of forgiveness. They haven't received God's forgiveness yet. And the world tells them it's, they have a right to hold it right, back. Right, right, So I understand that. It's, you know, it's not hard for me to, to compute that. But what is hard for me to compute is when in the church, and I've been in the church since I was 16 years old and been pastoring a long time, is many times people will come to us for help and they seem to be doing all the right things. They're coming to church. They're, yeah. they're, they're paying their tithe. They're involved in a the ministry. They're, you know, they're helping with missions, but their pro their life is symptomatic of disease, spiritual disease. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so you go and you start working through, okay. You know, you get them in a private setting and you say, okay, let's look through your life. And then all of a sudden you run up on this thing called forgiveness and you find out that, you know, it's kind of like when I go to the doctor and something's wrong with me and they do all these tests and everything comes back clear and they can't really, but I'm still symptomatic. Mm-hmm. I'm still having issues with anger or uh, mm-hmm. a, a problem communicating, problem getting along with people, can't keep a job. Um, you know, all these different things that will say there is some symptoms of unforgiveness. And nine times out of 10, the root cause of those symptomatic, of a symptomatic life of unfruitfulness, where you're not really living that overcoming life, nine times out of 10, it is traced back to, to the ability to forgive or not to forgive. That's right. That's right. And so I, I look at, um, you know, Joseph, and I've, I've often wondered, uh, you know, he, he, Jacob had so many kids. I mean, he had so many kids. Why mm-hmm. did Joseph, why was Joseph chosen? What was it about Joseph? It was his heart and his mm-hmm. ability to forgive 
and to allow God to perfect him through the offenses. The Bible says we're going to have offenses. They're going to come. So if you're praying for a job where you won't have offenses, you're, you're wasting your breath. If you're praying for a family where you'll never be offended, you're wasting your time. If you're praying for a perfect church where you'll never get your feelings hurt, it won't happen because offenses come and they come to prove us. The Bible says the pure in heart, blessed are the pure in heart. He said, when you're going to be blessed when you're pure in heart, for they shall see God. Well, if you look up the word pure, it means it, the root meaning is catheter. Wow. It's catheter. And what do we do when we put a catheter in? We're sick and they put a catheter in, they're going to they're, they're get the toxins out of your body and it's going to go effortlessly because they put a catheter in. Well, when the love of God is really in our hearts and we get literally drenched in the love of God, we receive his love, then we can begin to give his love. And it's like that love serves as a catheter so that when the offenses come, we literally can release it and draw close to the Lord through the offense. Right, right. That's right. And, and there's a book out called The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. And that book, uh, Bait, think about it, The Bait of Satan. And the book is about offense. And it's a great book for anybody who's really wanting to, to dive in in that way and really see where they are in that area. But John Bevere actually talks about right at the beginning that Satan will use, and we know that, that's what we're talking about, Satan uses unforgiveness and bitterness and resentment um, against us so that we are held, you know, back from, from the things of the Lord. But he says it's whether or not, it doesn't matter whether it's a perceived offense. It's just all in your vain imaginations. You know, there's, we, we, we just, we get offended and the person didn't really even do anything. That's one way this enemy uses, you know, uses unforgiveness, but he said, or it is a real offense. And he uses Joseph as the example, Callie, in the book. And he says, you know, that was real. The, the brothers put him in a pit. But look what he did with it. It's so important. So important. Yeah. Um, Callie, this morning, as I was getting quiet, you know, I, I was just thinking about this. This is such a broad area, but I think there's such simple messages that we can really talk about. And the Lord reminded me of when I was a baby Christian back uh, in 1994, when I walked into a church as an adult. Um, I had known about who Jesus was. I grew up in a denominational church, um, a different denomination as a child. But when I walked in as an adult and I, and he reminded me of a very important uh, story that I think is really relevant right now, because it was the beginning of my journey of um, getting some revelation, which I didn't even know what that meant at the time about Jesus and the power of forgiveness. Um, so I want to tell it, and then maybe we can move from there because I was not Holy Spirit filled. I did not really even understand the cross um, or what Jesus did on the cross for me. But I, I got to witness forgiveness through an individual. And it was a woman, and God showed me her this morning and what happened, but her husband was murdered on her front lawn. Mm. And thought by a disgruntled employee. So this was a wonderful family and he just happened to be a boss and the employee was uh, unhappy and came and murdered him. And I remember as a young Christian hearing the story and watching her with, she had peace. She had joy. She was living life. And through it, she was telling her story of how she walked through the pain of it all and the trauma of it all, but how she forgave the young man and how she even went to the jail and chose to forgive him face to face. She went to the court room and, and she talked about what was in her heart through all of it. And um, when I look at this key and I think about what, what the power of this message is, I think about what happened for me as a young Christian to witness that I couldn't logic it out. In other words, I couldn't, fathom how does she have the ability to do that would I be able to have the ability to do that because I didn't personally know Jesus yet so I didn't personally have a revelation of his love and what he did on the cross but seeing that made me want to know what do I do like what what what's next for me when if I faced something and um it's all these years later 1994 is a long time away I've still not had my husband murdered on the front lawn I've not dealt with the trauma 
of what some people have dealt with that they've had to forgive. But that moment made me begin the process of getting that Bible. And every time I had an emotion that had to do with um, a, a problem with somebody where I got hurt or offended or felt afraid of their opinion or was mad at them or anything, I went to the Bible and the scriptures and said, well, what did Jesus say about that? And I would begin to read the, the scriptures about not judging others and read the scriptures about um, forgive your enemies. And I would read the scriptures about what Jesus said about love does not um, keep a record of wrongs. Right. And those powerful scriptures became understanding of who Jesus was. And that is really where I began to say, I want to walk in this particular, this way. Um, I want to do things Jesus's way. And, you know, and as you fall in love with Jesus, um, that's what should happen. So when you talk about Christians, maybe that are still stuck, I think about either they don't have an understanding of the real revelation and the revelation of, of the power of forgiveness and what Jesus has done for us and what he does supernaturally once we choose to forgive or they haven't chosen. Yeah. It's one or the other. When you go back and I, I, I say this, it's very simple and, and most people know that that serve God, but the foundation of our gospel, everything we believe is in the scripture, John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Mm-hmm. So Jesus came to free us from a debt that we could never pay. Yeah. But yet many times we won't free people from their debt. And mm-hmm. we, 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 we want Jesus to free us of our debt, but we don't always want to free other people of their debt. But you can't walk out a Christian life in the way God intended with the power and the anointing and the freedom and the joy in this life. Yes, we're guaranteed. I'm not talking about the heaven. Yes, we're guaranteed all that as well. But he wants us to walk out power, freedom, joy now in this life. And the key, the key to it is releasing freedom because offenses will come. Offenses will come. It's part of living life. You can't you can't live and breathe and be with people and offenses not come, but offenses offenses have have always served to make me a better person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because 9 times out of 10 it exposes something in my heart that I need to deal with. And that I need to let the light of the gospel come in and, and form me. The, the, that's what the gospel does. It literally forms me into the image of Christ. And so I let that light of the gospel come in and form me. And I am convinced that our faith is connected, that the, um, the activation of our faith and the ability to use our faith is connected to our forget our ability to forgive. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you go to Luke 17, the Lord's talking about forgiving your brother 70 times seven. He's right. talking about it. And then he immediately starts talking about if you have faith, the grain of a mustard seed to move the mountain. What he's showing us is that my ability to forgive is connected to my ability to access faith in the way God meant for me to access it. You, we can't please God without faith, but we can't operate in faith without releasing forgiveness to those that hurt us. One thing you should just sit down and write in your journal today, I will be hurt and I will hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now as we grow in the Lord, we should be getting hurt less and we should be hurting less. Yeah. But yeah. if you live life, you're going to be hurt. And then you're going to slip up and hurt somebody. Most of the time, uninten- most of the time it's unintentional especially if we're serving God, we shouldn't be intentionally hurting somebody, but it doesn't change the fact that we do hurt. And when I release forgiveness, then it gives God an opportunity to release mercy to me, gives me an opportunity to grow and to become the woman of God flowing in the love of God that he called me to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you are just talking about how it releases faith, 
I just am picturing so many different people out there right now listening and you're all in different places. You know, everybody's in a different place about even what you need to forgive for. So some people, there's a, there are memories from the past and things that have happened a long, long time ago um, that while you may have forgotten about it at times, so you don't think about it all the time, even the thought of that person will bring up, you know, emotions that are not of God. Well, that's sure. exactly, that lets you know that there's some unforgiveness there that you could be freer. Um, and what happens is relationships out here that have nothing to do with the past, still those same type of emotions are going to operate, you know? So we have to have faith that by forgiving, God is who he is. And so God, I, if you start to just trust this, trust the word of God, I mean, think about it. I like to think about the gospel in such simple ways because I, I just don't feel like I'm a theologian, you know, but I think, okay, when it comes to forgiveness, if I'm facing anything, I just think about the cross. Yes. Because if I want to have faith in God means faith that what he did on the cross is true. And when he was on the cross and he was like spread here on the cross, you know, in, I mean, talk about what people did to him and what some of the last words out of his mouth were father, forgive them. Yes. You know, not what you do. So, so if we keep it that simple and we just choose to do things Jesus's way, then we are, it releases our faith. But I want you to have, let it release your faith in a lot of things, not just your faith in, the fact that you can walk the way God, uh, you know, designed you to walk, but faith that he'll heal your heart. You know, that we have to have faith in the healing power of forgiveness too, because we make the choice to forgive. And then Jesus does all the rest supernaturally. Yes. The yes. supernatural power of what happened on the cross, because he's the one that overcame the enemy. He's the one that was victorious over all of those things by taking the punishment. We don't have to take on the punishment of the things we did or the things that others have done to us. We have to keep, Jesus canceled all of that. So if we can just believe that our, and forgive, our faith is released for all areas. We, we also are able to have more faith in what, who God says he is because yeah. he will never not show up at that moment. And he will never not take care of you. He will never not restore what was lost. We, our faith will continue to grow and grow and grow in who God has always been, will always be, is right now if we yes. walk in this truth. And that's where freedom, that's why I have such a passion for freedom because sometimes we don't even realize we're not free um, from the pains and the hurts of the past. It's not just about the person who hurt you yesterday in the office. No, no. You know, there, there are levels of all of this and every Christian has the ability to walk in 100% total freedom from things that happened in the past and things that are happening now and things that will happen in the future. And I think that's where my, you know, where I'd like to just land for a moment, Callie, is that um, how, how that freedom concept really got into my heart was as I started to grow and learn how to love as Jesus loved and, um, you know, walk out a life of, as a Christian, what I realized down the road a ways, just from being in business and um, being around difficult situations and people, et cetera, is that I started to feel emotions that, that I still felt bound to. I didn't know what the word bound was, but I couldn't get away from them. So that's bondage. <laughs> and uh, I, I started hearing about freedom and studying some things about freedom. And um, let me interject something right here. And we're going to take a break here in a minute and go in and have a song and then come right back. But I want to turn just for a moment to Matthew six, um, verse 14. And I think this is a powerful, powerful verse. And it makes it very clear that how we should um, look at offense and how we should handle things when they come up. And the, the, the fact is they will come up and it will, God will give you an opportunity to, to work through it. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. 
But if you do not forgive others their sins, your heavenly father will not forgive you your sins. That's pretty black and white right there. When you fast, do not uh, look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show others that they're fasting. What he's talking about here is he wants us to live authentic. And he, mm-hmm. and he he's saying, look, this forgiveness thing, I'm serious about it. And it's going to, it's going to make all the difference in the world and how you live your life. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 23. I want to read that real quick because I think these scriptures are very important. This is how we're supposed to handle it. Therefore, if you uh, are offering a gift at the altar, okay, so you're there praying, offering a gift, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to them, then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who has taken you to court. Do it while you are still together on the way and your adversary may hand you over uh, and your adversary may hand you over to a judge and the judge may hand you over to the officer and you may be thrown into prison. Truly, I tell you, you will get out until, okay, truly I tell you, you will not get out until you have paid the last penny. So here's, here's the, here's what the Lord's trying to teach us. If we'll just handle things and we'll just go make things right, things, I mean, Jesus died for us so that we could be forgiven. We literally become like the unjust judge when we don't forgive. Remember the judge who, who owed all this money to the Lord that was over him? And the Lord forgave him. And then he had a guy that owed him a few pennies and he had that guy thrown in jail. And that's what we make ourselves. That's what we become when we don't forgive people for the few pennies that they've, they've wronged us. Because when you look at the debt that we owed and what Jesus died to bring me into freedom, it was a, it was a debt I couldn't pay. So someone hurts my feelings or they kill my husband which sounds is horrific, but it still doesn't change the fact that I am called to forgive. So I want to take a few minutes. We're going to have a quick um, song here on BPN radio, and then we're going to come right back. Hold on guys on Facebook. We're not going anywhere. I was shattered by the fall Broken and forgotten Feeling lost and all alone Summoned by the king Into the master's courts Lifted by the savior And cradled in his arms I was carried to the table
Let's go back. I'm so happy to have Karen on BPN Radio. Uh, I want to talk a little bit too about Karen. She is an amazing woman of God. She, I've watched her walk through um, just all kinds of growth in her walk with the Lord and seen her exercise forgiveness. Uh, she's seen me exercise forgiveness. We're really close friends. And um, we've seen the benefit of really just allowing this thing called the love of Christ work in us and make us better. Because like I said earlier, we, we've all been hurt and we've all hurt somebody. So um, Karen, let's go back and let's talk about um, freedom and how uh, forgiveness and freedom is tied together. Sure. Absolutely. Um, Well, you know, First of all, let's think about what freedom means. I just want to, you know, because I want to talk to every Christian out there. I remember just a few years ago when when I heard words like stronghold and freedom and uh, even words like deliverance. I didn't even understand what that means. But there, there, there's a real, there's a real um, God, obviously, that we love so much. And we're talking about Jesus and we're talking about everything he's done for us on the cross. But there's also a real enemy in And what I learned years ago was that while I was falling in love with Jesus and really beginning to walk a a walk of love and obedience in many ways, I was still noticing that I had some emotions that were not of God when things would happen to me. And what I started to learn was, you know, it's it's not about the things that happen to you that really define you. It's about the feelings you have about yourself and others. And how, you know, and if they don't line up with the truth of God, then there's, there's an issue there that the enemy's got a stronghold. He's, he's 
he's controlling your thinking or your heart or your feelings, your mind, your will, your emotions. And so um, I, I wanted to figure that out. And so I started to, you know, dig into freedom and what that meant. And what I learned was how much a part and what a strategy, what a scheme of the enemy is, um, how he uses unforgiveness as a way to, to keep you bound. Yes. Uh, he, he, you know, when things happen to us, there's that open door where he comes in because of um, anger or bitterness, sin. You know, basically he comes in with his anger, his bitterness, his fear. These are things that we we know are attached to somebody hurting us. But it's when we're not recognizing that that's sin and we hold on to it. You know, knowingly or unknowingly, is it doesn't matter. We, we're not free until we are able to release and let go of those emotions. And so that's where I started thinking, okay, so I, I have some of those feelings. What do I do with that? And I came across um, a book. It was actually called Set Yourself Free by Robert Heidler, a very good book. But there was a chapter about forgiveness and literally just very simple things about how, what Jesus teaches about it, but what can we do about it? And it had me list everybody that's ever hurt me. And I counted on the Lord to remind me of, the, of things because I didn't really know I was, I was being affected by some of that. You know, so forgiveness, it, it's so powerful because if we can begin to think about and take an account of all of the people that maybe have affected us and release them, like Callie said, like if you picture, you know, a gigantic book like that, so heavy, you know, and you're just holding on to it. That's unforgiveness. If you just drop that on the floor or just let the book go, that's forgiveness. That's how simple it really is. And so it's about um, not about the not about the actual um, person. It's really about you letting God be God with that person, recognizing that the, they're just as valuable to God, and and then releasing it. And the enemy has no grip after that. Um, and those emotions that were attached to that person. Um, you're not tied to that anymore. They're, they are broken also. The yoke of that is broken. Um, and I think it's critical, but I also see the beauty in the healing of what, you know, because Christ wants us to obey him because he knows that when we don't, it hurts us. Yes. Christ is so intimately concerned with your heart. He's so concerned with your inner healing. So I don't take it lightly when I speak about this um, understanding that there's a lot of pain attached to some of the things that happened. As a matter of fact, when I began to do this, I was learning how to forgive, um, and none of it was that horrible. I was forgiving someone who bullied me in high school and taking an account, thinking through the things he said and did and remembering the moments and just choosing to forgive, choosing to forgive. And all of a sudden it was gone. I can say his name now without any feelings that make me cry or any of that. I was forgiving someone who at work talked about me and I would go through and remember the incident and take that memory that the enemy wanted to bind me with. And I would just bring it out into the light and then forgive. But God was preparing me and he's going to prepare all of us for the bigger things, you know, because now when I think about the, the bigger things that I've faced, you know, in the past more recent years, you know, betrayal is a very, very difficult thing for most people to forgive. As a matter of fact, the world wants to talk about, well, if a friend betrays you or a family member or someone that you poured your life into or a spouse or any of it, you deserve to be hurt. You know, no, God's, God, Jesus was betrayed by many. <laughs> and when Judas betrayed him, he called him friend. Yeah. See, these are, these are lessons for us, though. When we can live the way Jesus lives, he lived that way because he wanted to completely walk through into his destiny. So even Judas, who betrayed him, was moving him closer to his destiny. And Jesus understood all these things that we might not fully understand, but we can have faith in a good God. And so by the time, you know, you walk through this a bit and you go through these these areas that you need to forgive and the faith does rise because God will never fail you and you will feel the healing and you will move forward. And if something bigger happens recently, when I dealt with more of a, a deeper wound, I didn't think, should I forgive? I knew forgiveness 
was the path to healing and freedom and restoration and all of it, you know, in relationships where those difficult things happen. So I really, um, I, I'm speaking to everybody, whether you're sitting there thinking, well, I, that doesn't, I only have a few little things, this, I'll do it, I guess that makes sense. So th- no, those will hold you back. Or whether you've had tremendous trauma or pain, you can get with a, 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 someone who loves the Lord and walk through this together with them, or you can sit with God who's very safe and you can release the pain and release the person and let God be God in that situation. And either way, you're going to be healed and whole and completely um, empowered to walk out a journey where you're now be able to love others. And, and uh, it's just incredible, Callie. I, I, uh, I want to say this. I feel very, really strong, and I've never really had this happen on a, one of these, but I feel really strong that there's someone listening uh, that has had a deep betrayal by a really dear friend. And, um, I mean, a, a very deep betrayal, uh, and without saying a bunch of what I f- feel like I hear the Lord saying, but, I, um, it might've even impacted your marriage or, um, your children and, um, uh, and you've struggled and you found yourself, uh, trying to forgive and then find, and then you f- feel all these feelings of anger. And I just want to speak to you by the Holy spirit and say that, um, the Lord knows how you feel and he wants you to just tell him, tell him how you feel, tell him the pain that you're in, but then make that conscious choice to forgive, release the forgiveness because many times the feeling of actually forgiving somebody comes after the conscious choice of forgiving them. You don't always feel like forgiving somebody when they've hurt you or when they've, they've betrayed you. And I, I really sense that there is a lady listening that has, recently um gone through a deep deep betrayal and uh, i just pray for you right now in the name of jesus that the holy spirit would just uh saturate your heart and uh give you the uh, a supernatural ability to uh walk through this scenario with wisdom and that you're i hear the lord saying that you will everything will be okay your marriage will be okay god is going to redeem everything for you and uh, he is going to show you how to walk through this and you will experience the feeling of forgiveness, but you're having to do, uh, do it as an act of your will now. And mm-hmm. I just declare the blessing of the Lord over you in Jesus name. I want to give whoever that is, um, or if there's others out there at this moment in um, something very practical, because I walked through this without any instruction from anyone but Holy Spirit. But as, as you walk through a difficult situation, you're going to notice that the memories and the thoughts and you start to um, think about all the different things that may have been done to you or happen. Or in, and instead of leaving them up here, I, I really suggest you write down every single thing that comes to your mind. Just write it on a piece of paper, whether it's, oh, that night that you lied. I thought you were going there when you were really going there or you X, Y, Z or whatever it is. And just write every single thing that you want to be playing up here and get it out and then choose by your will. And what you say is, um, in the name of Jesus, I choose with my mind, my will, and my emotions to forgive you for, and then say that specific thing you wrote down and then do it again. I forgive you for, and each one of those things as you forgive um, it. And remember you're just forgiving at this moment, whoever this is by will. Yes. yes. The blood of Jesus does the rest. Now, I can, I can remember walking through forgiveness um, on my, uh, in my own life with an individual that had hurt me deeply. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and, you know, we talk about this situation and there could be a work situation or our sister or brother or, you know, this can happen in a a hundred thousand different scenarios. But I remember walking through a situation where I had felt extremely betrayed. And at first I was very angry and I just took my anger to the Lord. I, you know, you cannot bypass the emotions you feel, but the Lord will help you process the emotions you feel and then help you go back to the word and do the right thing. And if you keep doing the right thing, 
then you will get the right feeling at some point. And like Karen talked about the guy that bullied her, she didn't even think of she, his name comes up. That's how you know you've really forgiven. When their name comes up and your heart doesn't go, oh, or, oh my God, am I going to have to see that person? Or, um, oh, you know, I, I don't even say their name. You know, when you, when you have those feelings, that means it's not completely healed. And so that's when you just go back to Holy Spirit and you say, Lord, you know, I have a feeling right now that I'm not happy with. And I thought I'd forgiven. And sometimes forgiveness takes time. You have to do it over and over and over. You might make a conscious will. Giving this out day in and day out, minute by minute, because you have to do this um, anytime the emotion comes up. That's right, Callie. That's really important for people because they're like, I thought I already did that. Well, that's okay. Today we need to do it again. Because the enemy does not like what's happening when you forgive. So it's not as if he's not going to keep bringing memories up. That's his strategy. And so it's what we do with the memory the next time he puts it in our face. And what you can do after you choose by will to, to forgive again is you can renounce is a word that's just like, you know what, I, I see it for what it is and I turn from it. I break agreement with the emotion that comes with it. So if fear comes with it, you break, the agree- break agreement with the fear. If anger or bitterness comes with it, you break agreement with the anger or bitterness. And then once we, we, you know, we just renounce and break agreement with that emotion, we bless and release the person again. With our mouth, with our mouth, it's just, it's the power of what God does with our choice to, to walk this way. Um, so all you have to do is understand how to do that. That's that proactive lifestyle that's walking out your freedom. And just to be able to say, I bless and release them. I, they owe me nothing. I, I cancel the debt because you've already paid the debt, Jesus. That's called breaking that soul tie. Yes. But in your soul, which is your mind and your will and your emotions, aren't tied anymore to that person. You're free from I want to give a, a personal um, example of uh, of um, forgiveness that I walked through. You know, my mother and father were, many of you know my stories and you've read some of our stories about my mother and father were alcoholics and they got, um, they quit drinking and of course gave us a better life. And But by the time they quit drinking, uh, Cindy and I were probably six and seven or seven and eight. It was, we were older by the time they completely stopped and I uh, never had the right relationship with my mother and I loved my mother. I had lots of respect for my mother. I, there were many things I valued about my mother, but I could not tell you that why most of my life, I didn't have the answer to it, but I had a disconnect from my mother and I had an extremely over over the top love for my father. And he was anything but perfect. He was probably, he had more faults than my mother had, you know what I mean? In in the natural, but I worshiped him and made him like a God in my life. But my mother, I, it was just, I was numb. There was a disconnect. So this went on. I got saved at 16 years old. Um, you know, um, thought I'd forgiven everybody that I, you know, that the hearts of my past, you you can think you have, but if it's like the, I talked about symptoms, symptoms, some symptoms keep showing up. There's always a root cause to symptoms. So you just may not have found it. And usually if you start delving into areas of where you need to forgive, you usually find the root either. It's like forgiveness or fear. And so anyway, um, my mother ended up having a car wreck. And when she had the car wreck, um, I, I, I talk about it now and I still cry because, um, when she had the car wreck, I couldn't go to the hospital. It was very hard for me to go to the hospital and I used an excuse. I went to the hospital several times, but I didn't go like I should. And we had a lot of little kids. I had a ton of kids Cindy had a ton of kids. So I kept the kids and Cindy did most of the caring for mother in her dying days. And it was very hard. It's still very hard for me to be around somebody dying. And I think it's because of what I felt with my mother, but nevertheless, I opted out and I was like numb. I disconnected. 
And I was there for Cindy. I did all these other things. I took care of kids. I showed up to see my mother several times, but Cindy was there day and night. Cindy took care of mother. It bothered me, but I was a young woman at that time and I just dismissed it and I stuffed it. I just stuffed it. I, I, I probably even knew at that point, something's wrong. You're very disconnected. Your mother is dying. Something is really wrong. And uh, years later, years later, I came to terms with the fact that I, I started asking the Lord, what, you know, I, I had some symptoms, okay, symptoms in my life. And there were some triggers that would bring up pain. And so I started asking the Lord and I had a moment. And when you ask God, he will tell you, (laughs) you ask God, he will show you. And I said, God, why, why did I feel this way about my mother? I loved my mother. Why was I? And the Lord showed me a time when my mother was drunk and she choked me and she choked me until I, I don't know, I, she didn't kill me, of course. I'm still here alive, but she, I kind of passed out and I came to and she was drunk. And I realized that when she choked me, when she choked me, there was, there, it, was a, it was a trauma that happened as a little girl that caused me to be disconnect from my mother. And I was not able to love her and respond to her because that it opened up a wound And I never had given that over to Jesus. So many years after mother's death, and I've done it actually twice, I've given that over to Jesus. And I allowed God to come in and heal that part of my life because that wound caused me some issues. Now, I'm not going to go into all the issues that wound caused me, but it caused me issues. My point is when... When you begin to ask Holy Spirit to show you areas where you were hurt or wounded or anybody that hurt you that you have not forgiven, he will show you. And when he shows you, it might be a bit scary because many times you're going to feel the emotions that you try to avoid your whole life. And But those emotions, God wants to come in and heal you and set you free. And when I got the freedom and realized it wasn't that I was a bad daughter, I, I'm, a, I'm a very loving, responsible person. It was a wound that I had never dealt with. And so I really encourage you to ask Holy Spirit, if you're losing your temper or you're overeating or you're drinking secretly or you're doing something to ease pain there is a root cause and god can, will expose that so that you can lay it at the foot foot feet of jesus and you can get the freedom uh karen i'd like for you to just pray with people right now and just lead us through a a, a real uh, prayer of forgiveness and deliverance prayer Sure, absolutely. And I want to say one, um, a couple of things before we do this um, so that you understand what forgiveness is not. Um, because often we don't forgive because we think it's, it means something it doesn't. But according to Jesus, forgiveness is not saying what the offense was, was right. It's not justifying or releasing a person to they didn't do something that they did wrong. But God's in charge of that, not us. So forgiveness right. is not saying the offense was okay, um, it, it, is, it is just valuing the person over the offense so that you can live the way God asks you to live. And the other thing is it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to go to the person and put yourself in position sometimes that God hasn't asked you to. Right. So you live in your heart. It's really important we don't we don't become the, make our own decisions on that. We ask God because sometimes forgiveness has, I mean, there's a two way street in reconciliation. Sure. We don't want to put ourselves in positions and go to someone and tell them you forgive them when they haven't asked for forgiveness. Some people, um, that's not what it's about either. It's, it's for your freedom in your heart, for your inner healing and for yes. um, you know, next steps in the Lord. So what I would love to see, for each of you right now is that you just um, close your eyes and just ask Holy Spirit. And and we may have many, many different people that we will eventually walk through this with, but the more specific we are, the better. 
So just if you could think of the person that at this moment, you know, you believe has hurt you the most or that you feel like you're walking in unforgiveness in any area um, because of this person, hold that person in your heart, whoever that is, and hold them in your heart, hold them by, na- by name. And I do ahead of time, I just thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Jesus, that you are safe that you are safe, that you are good, and that you are able. And I thank you, Holy Spirit. I thank you, Jesus, Father God, that you have already, you have already taken upon yourself on the cross every every sin done to us and that we have committed, Lord, and some of these, these areas are weighty for people. Yes. We do have to realize that there are different debts, of levels of debt. So as you even think of the person, I want you to remember that, you know, if we had to pay a dollar, and if we had to cancel a debt of a dollar, that would not be hard. But we have to cancel a debt of a million dollars. We have to. T- we would really need to think about that. Take a full account of what that looks like before we cancel that debt. So I ask you, Lord, to just be with those who who it's a million dollar debt. They're they're can't they're just releasing to you and trusting you with. Some people have been hurt tremendously, Lord God, but you are still good. You are still able. Yes, and you have still taken it upon yourself the punishment. Yes so that they can be forgiven and we also can forgive. So we thank you that Jesus, you taught us, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive others. Jesus taught us that for our own freedom. So as you hold that person in your heart, with your eyes closed, just be you. Jesus is with you. And I just want you to say out loud, in the name of Jesus, I choose to forgive and say the person's name out loud. I choose to forgive that person with my mind, my will, and my emotions. I forgive you for, and I really encourage you, say this out loud, everybody here that really and truly wants to be free. I forgive you for and start to name yes. the specific things. Let Holy Spirit bring them to your remembrance. He is yes. safe. I forgive you for and just list the things out loud wherever you are. I forgive you for. I forgive you for. And as an act of my will, I choose not to hold you accountable for these things. I give up my right to think about them and speak about them and vindicate myself or seek any retaliation. I release them. I let them go. I fully release you. I name your name. I fully release you. I fully release you and set you free for the Lord to deal with. Yes, Lord. His grace. I choose to forgive you and I declare in the name of Jesus that you are forgiven. Yes. And pray right now, Father God, that you just comfort, Holy Spirit, that you just comfort each person as they forgive. And just repeat after me if you've done that. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I renounce. I renounce. And I break agreement. And I break agreement. With all. With all. And just the emotions that you have been dealing with because of this situation, whether it's anger or bitterness or fear or hatred or resentment. Yes. Just say, in the name of Jesus, I break agreement and name that emotion. Yes, Lord. And I thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For the freedom. 
Thank and you. I want you to take one more step and just say, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I bless and release. I bless and release. And then name the person. Yes, Lord. They owe me nothing. Not even an apology. That's beautiful. In the name of Jesus. And I just pray over each heart. I thank you, Lord, for this subject of forgiveness, Lord. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that this age-old teaching is still the most critical and relevant teaching of this day. That you yes, it is. Day for the freedom of every person on this broadcast, Lord God. And I thank you for the power and the authority, the freedom that they're going to walk in. I thank you for every level of forgiveness that you'll continue to bring them through. And I thank you that each person here will choose um, to just walk as Jesus walked, to just be Jesus, is Jesus with skin on. And part of that is to love like one Corinthians 13 loves. And part of that is to forgive just as Jesus forgave all the way to the cross. And I thank you, God, that you loved us so much that you gave your only son. I thank you, Jesus, that you poured out your blood for the forgiveness of sins. And we choose to forgive because you've forgiven us. We can forgive others. In Jesus' name. I, uh, I really sense that there's a lot of people listening today that are going to literally in the next seven days experience such freedom from making this choice to forgive because it will open up your whole life to um, the favor of God. It will open up your life to the wisdom of God. It will open up your life to being able to see clear and hear clear the voice and the direction from the Holy Spirit. So, Lord, I just thank you that we are making a decision as we seek you on a daily basis. We are not only making a decision to forgive those in our past, but as we go through this thing called life and people hurt us, and most of the time, Lord, when they hurt us, they don't even mean to, but when they hurt us, we're going to release it to you daily. We're going to walk in forgiveness daily. We're going to make a choice to live the way you lived, Lord, to forgive the way you forgave and to walk in the favor of the Lord because, uh, God, you're giving us faith to forgive and then you're increasing our faith and allowing us to walk out a faith-filled life because we chose to forgive. And I, Lord, I, we just make the choice today and we're going to make the choice tomorrow and we're going to make the choice the rest of our life to live a life of forgiveness. We're going to forgive those who intentionally hurt us. We're going to forgive those who unintentionally hurt us. And as we forgive God, you are releasing forgiveness to us and you are releasing faith and you're releasing wisdom and power and anointing. And God, we just give you the praise and the glory. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to walk out this Christian life and show love to people that don't deserve it because Lord, we didn't deserve it. And you showed love to us. We thank you for the opportunity to be able to live our Christian life out in a way that brings glory to your name and glory to uh, this thing called life. And Lord, I am so excited about heaven and I'm so excited about walking on streets of gold and I'm so excited about living for you and going to heaven. But I I'm also excited about walking out this abundant thing called life on earth. I'm so excited about living a life that's free from, um, unforgiveness and from bondage and pain. I'm thank, but thankful, God, that I can live my life happy and joyful, knowing that you are my best friend and you're working out all, my life right before my eyes and that you're going to help me walk through this thing called life in a victorious manner. I'm so excited that I don't have to drink myself to sleep at night because of the pain, or I don't have to take pills to, to numb the pain, or I don't have to go uh, empty out my bank account at the at the mall to numb the pain, but God, I can come to you and you bring me joy and peace, and you are full of of joy and you are full of glory and anointing and power, and we can live out this life in a way that brings us such 
happiness, Lord, true happiness. And I just declare the blessing of the Lord over everyone listening today. I thank you, Lord, for giving them the desire to forgive and the ability to walk out this principle that is a byproduct of your love. And I thank you, God, that you are saturating us with your love today. We love you so much. We'll see you next week on BPN Radio. Uh, I love you, Karen. You're an amazing woman of God. And uh, we're going to have you back on here to teach more. I love your heart. I love the way you communicate. You blessed me today. And God bless everyone that was on our broadcast. Hopefully next week we won't have any technical uh, trouble, but it just makes me know that the enemy did not want this uh, broadcast to go forth because it is so important. Love you so much and have a great day. Love you. God bless you. Bye-bye. For the past hour, you've been listening to The Warrior's Watch with Pastor Callie Hargraves as your host. For more information concerning this program, go to bpnradio.com.